recording? Yeah, welcome to Chicken and the Nuggets, uh, everybody. This <laughs> is your number one podcast. We'll cut out all of our uh, local comedy shit talking. Uh, I don't do the that. Intro. Uh, Jacob's thinking mean... of a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, that's a different welcome podcast. to the show, Jacob. It's good to see you. Uh, 2023. We're here. We are here. I am so happy. Happy New Year, Noah. Um, and to you. New Year, new me, uh, new mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets after this break, uh, you know. And welcome back, everybody. Um, this is Checking on the Nuggets. Thank you for being with us on this January 3rd, 2023. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week, believe it or not. Um, we have a lot of chicken and a lot of basketball. Um, this this should be an action-packed episode, Jacob. Um, but anytime we set expectations, of course, we do not meet them. Um, so, uh, what, what's going on? Why don't we get the people a little taste of what's going on in life, Christmas gifts, other various, have we talked, we've talked since the Phoenix game, right? Uh, yeah, we, we did talk, uh, after the Phoenix game, talked about how it was probably the biggest win of, and I know I'm, I'm side, I'm sidestepping your question already, Noah, because, uh, honestly, the Denver Nuggets is what I've been up to. I feel like, I don't know why, uh, but I did get, uh, Christmas tickets to the Boston Celtics game, which we will go over yesterday um, from my secret Santa, who was my uncle. Did I tell you this last week? I think I did tell you. Yes, you told uh, me right after you got him because yes. I also went to the Celtics game and told you how fun that was. Yes, so I did get that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, most of my Christmas revolved uh, watching basketball. Um, yes. I would like to give a uh, personally just a shout out to my fancy football team, which lost in the playoffs. So good. very good that I finally had a good team and I lost immediately in the playoffs. So well, uh, I have not been paying attention to NFL football since week five or seven. <laughs> um, so maybe we can move on from that. But I'm Listeners. happy with a little Dungeons and Dragons uh fiction thing is oh it didn't do well i guess i i hope listeners remember the early episodes of the nfl season because we were both super excited about football i know we were really excited i also should mention (laughs) i have not looked at my nba fantasy team probably since the second week because anthony uh edwards has been playing terribly and there were a bunch of other stupid fucking picks um that Mm -hmm. i made so i haven't looked at that either and that is the sport i cared and watched most about so it's all just silliness um i think we should try to live in the real world how about this noah do you have any resolutions for the new year what is what are you looking into the new year for yeah i want to dunk on a regulation hoop okay yes yeah and then um um, like realistic goals what do you think oh weird okay um let's see i (laughs) i'm sorry that was that was friend of the podcast as Lane Lonyon just had a text message that uh, distracted me. Um, what was mean? What were we talking about? <laughs> resolutions into the new year. Jacob, yes. Um, no, of course I won't be able to dunk a basketball. Real resolutions, um, just being a better person all around. I told you this uh, when mm-hmm. we did errands yesterday um, that I just wanted to um, I wanted to be uh, uh, an all around better person, and I think that's a good resolution. I think that's a good resolution. And cook more. How do you How do you feel about it? Uh, three days in uh i think i've already pissed my brother off because i was <laughs> cranky about the place he suggested for dinner last night even though it ended up being very good so no haven't done yeah. great but it's not like okay. one of those resolutions where you just break it you know it's very you can just go back into it and wake up the next day and be like all right i'm gonna be right. a really good person today 
Also, plus, plus that's a trick question because uh, okay. we had Monday off nationally, yeah. uh, so I count today as the first day of the year. Good, yeah, no, well, we talked about that too. Everybody knows January uh, um, New Year starts on January third. That's mm-hmm. a common thing that everybody knows. Um, yeah, Jacob, resolutions for you. Well, um, besides celebrating January sixth again um, right. this year, uh, which is what we call the. Um, new revolution the re-revolution new year yes of course and uh so i I have to um condemn that uh i you know resolutions (laughs) we're gonna do this every year on the podcast but cook more and not order out i don't know good uh people i don't know if people have been following my like weird doordash addiction that i picked up during covid um and then i so much that i had the pass to not get fees and then I saw how much money I saved on the fees, which was a shocking, uh, very disheartening amount. Oh, no. <laughs> OK. And then I so I deleted that in hopes that I would stop using it as much. And that has half worked. I still use it way too much. So I I definitely if I'm ordering out, I could just go fucking pick it up and not be a lazy piece of shit. This is my main thing. Uh, and then, uh, yes, cook for myself is my secondary goal. Yeah. Like, number one is not even to cook for myself anymore. It's just to make sure that I go get it and I don't pay for it. Oh, my God. To get that. So that's where I'm at kind of mentally. So really, so. so really, it's gone from cooking. It, so now it's just we don't want to order in. But it is, we are going to do takeout. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are, gonna, we are going to do takeout. Or if I'm at least out with my wife at a restaurant, I still yeah. chalk that up to I like was. getting out of the house and um, just, I don't know, I guess being social or outside no, or whatever man. the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. step at a time. I'm over here. Um, I was, um, I'm over here and I got my supplies ready for dinner myself. I've been yeah. doing this thing called the Sopa de Noah which in Spanish, of course, is um, Noah's soup or the soup of Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I'm just kind of experimenting here and there. It's been very tasty so far. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So what's on the menu for tonight? We'll get to our chicken. I just, yeah, it's Sopa de Noah. That's what's on the menu. Okay. Yeah. But what kind of Sopa? No, no, no. I can't. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Noah's just over there with a, uh, just a bunch of just my shit Yeah. It is literally pieces of Noah. Uh, Little Sopa de Noah. And the Sopa de Noah. With the trash can tissues are filled with, you know what I mean? And that's a joke. It is. And I actually don't like going blue. This is a comedy podcast. A lot of comics work blue. Uh, me and Noah are built different. We work blues clues. That's for the sure kids. Do. Yep. Um, and speaking of uh, Sopa de Noah, Noah, uh, we do in Espanol, El Pollo Loco is our chicken for this week. Um, yeah. I was very excited to bring this into your life. Uh, not that you, I don't know. Have you heard of this before? Or have you heard of this place? Oh, before? sure. Yeah, yes. I've definitely, I've definitely heard of it. Um, I'm, I was not familiar with any of the lore or anything around it. I didn't know what was there. So, yeah, take us through. So El Pollo Loco, something I actually have been uh, somewhat uh, familiar with uh, just from name alone. Um, I think very good name. Very uh, It transcends, transcends language. What does it mean in English? Uh, it means uh, Sopa de Noa. No, it means uh, the crazy chicken. Crazy oh. chicken. Is pollo uh, crazy? Uh, it's chicken. chicken. Pollo's chicken, and then loco is crazy. No, it's crazy. I don't loco. know. Um, well, that's interesting. 
We'll have to call my wife. Yeah. Uh, my, wife my wife. My wife. To double check <laughs> that. Um, but honestly, I don't know why I, I, I've never come across one ever, you know, and then uh, one opened up right by my uh, establishment of employment. Um, and then so I heard some rumblings from the staff about it. Um, my peasants, I call them. And, you know, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went a couple times and the line was very long and there was too mm. many cars and I thought it wasn't worth it. So I never went for like a month. And then now that it's a normal fast food establishment that has normal wait times, uh, very great. I go once a week now since uh, about three weeks ago. And I was very excited to show you, Noah, because it's a place that specializes in uh, fried chicken, but of a more the Mexican kind, which we haven't really you, touched on, I don't feel like. You would consider this fried chicken? Mm, maybe not fried. I mean, I guess that's just because it, it, it brings Super it in my grilled? mind. Super grilled? Maybe we can find maybe. a definition. Yes. Um, what kind of chicken is Pollo Loco? um grilled it is, is fire chicken? grilled chicken so yes fire grilled um yeah but it just got into my mind about the like uh traditional popeyes kfc peace dinners which mm -hmm. it has but yes you're right it is a, more of a grilled uh chicken but of the mexican variety yeah so, and i, I want to point this out just so people can get um a view of our day um we did some errands you <laughs> graciously invited me along with you and your wife My to wife. do some errands and pollo loco mm -hmm. and the first thing you said to me when i got in the car was miriam doesn't really want to eat pollo loco <laughs> so there's a chance I, I i texted you last week and i was like jacob let's go somewhere good for chicken on the next episode you said yes how about pollo loco i said awesome so it was a week in the making and then it was like well we may not go Luckily, and this is important because it it you know your wife is Mexican mm -hmm. and um and what was the reason she didn't want to go? Yes, I'm glad you asked because I was going to say Miriam uh, in Mexico considers this the bottom of the bottom. I guess it's mm -hmm. the um, the most fast food place you can go to. I feel like in Mexico, um, also fast food in Mexico just generally a. Uh, um, so it's, it's, luxury. It's, it's luxury more than anything in america uh and so they didn't really go to el pollo loco ever and there's a lot in mexico so they're they're ubiquitous in mexico and uh yes my wife didn't respect it and um you know people on tiktok do that thing where they're like they ask their partners if they want a snack at the uh at at the dollar store or at the gas station or whatever and they say no but they get them a snack anyway because they know they're hungry that's uh i misplayed it <laughs> at pollo loco because i got my own meal and my wife said she'll just try a couple pieces of it and then she ended up eating both my tortillas and uh a lot of my all chicken the, uh yeah, a, lot the, a lot of the sauces too which she would not shut up about and they were good but it's mm -hmm. like she I mean, she was very she was clearly being very transparent yes. and um, hypocritical. But I, I, I said and I said when she you guys um, came to me and said, you know, maybe we'll go somewhere else. You said a bang, bang. Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course, that's OK with me. But we're not finishing this day without Pollo Loco. I've had my mindset on it. Yes. It's it's what we're going to do. 
Yes, and and so, uh, but that was very good um, and to know that this is considered like Mexican fast food uh, or fast food in Mexico. Um, this is the McDonald's of Mexico. It's not what she said, but that's what I'm thinking because they also have but McDonald's. Yes, but she did end up liking the food. No, she ate like yes. you said all, all, a lot of the chicken, a lot of the tortillas. Mm -hmm. um, she had four glasses of horchata. She had a bunch of other people's food. She was just picking off of. Um, yeah, it's weird. So she owns she a franchise now that she's yeah. um, opening up, which is a, a weird uh, turn of events. Turn but of yes, events. she yeah. did end up liking uh, that at least they had tortillas with a meal. Um, and then she liked, yeah, the rice and the sauces. Very impressed by the uh, green sauce, which I guess we'll get into, Noah. Uh, me, well. me and you defaulted, I think, to their kind of bread and butter which is the uh chicken combos uh which just gets you a couple pieces of chicken um and then two sides and tortillas which i think is pretty good value um incredible value yeah or a three piece uh also interesting they they split it up at el pollo loco you can get three pieces but it's either a leg and thigh um i think and then the other version is the wing or breast um, so basically kind of a larger, I don't know. What do you think about that? Noah? it's the first time we've uh, run into something like that. I think, um, well, yeah, the, the truth is, and I'll, I mean, well, um, this is also part of the conversation is I am very rarely a eating rotisserie or grilled chicken kind of guy, especially in this form, which is basically, you know, bones in and everything. It's, mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really know what to order. I was asking you and Miriam a lot of, for a lot of help, like what, what are you getting? What's better? I'm, I was curious if you could, it said basically one meal was a, whatever you said, a wings and breast and another one was a leg and thigh. I wonder if you could mix those up. Like you could get a thigh and a breast or a leg and a, like, can you get two, can you get a leg and a wing? Like, is so, that? For some <laughs> reason, yeah, all right, I was choking on the thought of it. Yeah, I'm getting uh, over just, just all zealous. these combinations. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, El Pollo Loco just seems like, uh, it's a place I don't want to like, uh convolt it up too much i don't want to exactly. i don't i don't want to add too many elements to this order um because it seems like a very well-oiled machine of just like a popeyes like almost of just tossing the chicken out to you because it's ready and and looking at their grill i don't know if you noticed uh just straight chickens on the grill just yeah i think <laughs> i think your wife took a picture and i think we should definitely put that on there it was very cool i did see it and i was looking at it because mm -hmm. the truth is i really didn't know what this place was about i you know i thought the name was el pollo loco yeah. oh. laughter some mythical creature or something like that <laughs> i didn't really know that it was it was legit a chicken restaurant and you could get other accoutrement and Mexican type foods, burritos. And I saw tacos and stuff, but it is a chicken restaurant. So um, I know me saying that out loud sounds dumb because it's called Pollo Loco, but um, that was, have you ever been to the um, Tom Hanks restaurant? It's called a Pollo 13. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I haven't seen and that. That's a bit I used to do on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he, you're taking that from your uh, hour special at on Nick and Night. Um, but yeah, that's everybody knows that that joke uh, of Pollo. Uh, I really like it. Uh you yeah. <laughs> Pollo 13. <laughs> yes, I was vamping to try to think of another one, but can't even do it. So nah, I fucking wow, I silenced Jacob. Thank shout you. Out, Noah. <laughs> Never happens. No, nope, doesn't happen at all. Uh but yes, I do um I, I did the first time I went, didn't know the deal really either. Mm. So I did just go with a combo because it seems like 
the biggest part of the menu. I that's I don't know if I've taught that on the podcast, but that's my general rule when going to a new fast food place is trying to figure out what their actually signature is or what oh, their main thing is. So like for a long time, I would just go to Burger King and just get a Whopper. You know, like I would just <laughs> get God. like anywhere I go, I just get like a number one uh, <laughs> to try it out. Even if uh, the number one's like a... At DQ, it's just a blizzard. You're like, yeah. and you go hungry for lunch, but you had some ice cream. I still go to Del Taco and get the number one, which is just two Del Tacos. <laughs> oh my god, it's literally what the restaurant's named about. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to know. And then, then if I if I want to, it's like comedy. You know, you learn the rules to break them, and I need to learn Absolutely. their rules, the place's rules to Same break. Same as being them. a cop. But uh, exactly, and uh, and you can't be gay. Um, now, <laughs> what, uh, Noah? Where do you stand though on the pieces? Like, what is your favorite yes. piece of the chicken? Then, uh, even though you don't get rotisserie a lot, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess technically we're wing boys, but um, when it comes like this, I those think, aren't uh, full chickens. These are full chickens yes. that they're cooking mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah. I, um, you know, it's not my wheelhouse. I have to be honest. The it's it's a very. Um, I think you brought up the word monster. I think that was kind of good. Barbarian, which we were talking about. That's mm-hmm. kind of how you feel eating like um, fire grilled chicken like this because um, it's pretty messy. There's no sauces on it or anything, but it is. You're pulling apart the chicken. You're trying to find the meat. You're throwing the bones out. Um, and now I'm just describing a regular rotisserie type um, experience. But, it, you know, it's not like on a sandwich. It's not grilled chicken on a sandwich. You have the bones. It's it's very authentic. Um, it's a little bit like sometimes I feel sometimes I feel like it can be a gamble where, you know, you'll get three pieces of, you know, breast or thigh or whatever. And mm-hmm. they just happen to be the three pieces that don't have a ton of meat on. Um, and that's, that's just obviously the, um, risk you take when you're doing the bone in type of thing. It's kind of also a gamble when, you know, every once in a while you get a piece and you're like that hopefully was the lighting on how pink that chicken was. Uh, right. yes. you know, and you're just like, I hope that uh, this is a very good mood lighting, but it's making the chicken look like salmonella sometimes. And and you're just like, <laughs> or they have those weird like veins that are in there, you know, like, Ugh, like a gross, black okay. vein line. And you're just like, I guess I'll have to, this is part of it. Those are know? actually my favorite, the ones with the big back. Big yes. back veins. Yeah, those but, are my favorite chickens. But to your point, Noah, this is, I, I do want to go, I'll probably go tomorrow and try a burrito or something. <laughs> um, Honestly, if I'm being honest with you in the podcast. This would be, this would be because you also told me you went last week. So this would be three and seven days. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes, that's about right. Um, but, but again, I got to learn the rules to break them. And, um, but I will say there was a point during the meal where I felt like I was even hunched more than usual, uh, like, like a a Neanderthal, uh, just sucking, uh, this chicken skin off the chicken and kind of looking at you and, and grunting towards my wife. And, (laughs) and I took one of the chicken legs and it was done with, and I stood on the table and, and, and shook it above my head. Waved it around now. Um, it whipped it around. Um, but yeah, it does feel a little, uh, just, you know, maybe too much fingies action. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah. At some point I'm just like fingering this chicken too much and I'm not into it. Um, but when you're looking around too, to see if the other patrons are doing a similar thing or if they're being a little bit more, um, civil, but yeah, I, it, I did feel like, um, a real dog, a real, a real pig plus a cow, mm-hmm. not to mention the whales. Yeah, I'm looking at the menu now, Noah. I'm I'm even thinking about a chicken quesadilla combo. I bet that is very good. 
Um, but uh, I'll check in later to figure out uh, to tell you guys a Lepoyo Loco update. But no, the actual chicken is really good here. And I think the skin is uh, yes. probably the best uh, chicken skin we've ran into, I feel like. Um, not breaded like we were talking about, more of a grilled, uh, but really, really good flavors. And the charboiled pieces? Of... It's, it's, it's fried grilled. Yes, fried grilled. Uh, but anyway, the actual like really burnt pieces of Fire the skin <laughs> is, uh, is so good. And um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the ch actual chicken of the meal and mm -hmm. then eat not to be outdone but i love the sides i, I get rice and corn um i really like the corn my wife miriam uh, did not try them out of protest because of how mm -hmm. they're not spicy or anything like mm -hmm. mexican corn should be but mm -hmm. as far as i it it made my half white mouth pretty happy so um i am I'm, I'm always down for uh good rice too i really like the rice so what did you get as a slide Noah? yeah mexican rice is one of the great things in this world i did get mexican rice and i got a side of mac and cheese <laughs> Which, of course, I was immediately, you know what? Your wife was on something on this trip. Yeah, she <laughs> criticized my mac and cheese. Of course, I know it's not a Mexican thing. Yeah. I'm like, you, you don't even want to be here, you know? No, it was fine. And then we went to Bath and Body Works and uh, got a bunch of lotion. Yeah, um, and then we went to uh, get our ears pierced at Claire's. And yeah. um, and then we went to Hot Topic to get new earrings from the ears pierced we got at Claire's. Yes, uh, yes. Okay. I thought the and by the way, mac and cheese was really it was delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also think the other um real star of this show were the salsas. Salsas. Yes, salsas. Yes. Um, and my wife would agree probably. Um, the sauce, very good. They had a like a um a green tomatillo. Uh, it was it said avocado on it. Avocado, yes, an avocado, avocado salsa type salsa very good similar to a salsa i don't know if we talked about it at adelita's but um yes it is yes it, I, it's a similar green uh, avocado salsa from there um and then they have like a redder uh traditional very hot kind of sauce yeah. um pretty good and and oh man this is i'm being too open on the podcast noah but my move during lunch i have a bunch of extra fire sauces put some fire sauce on this chicken very good and uh noah is standing all right up. let's do a role play Podcast. real quick i am i am an employee at pollo loco and i have just discovered that you're using another mm -hmm. institution's condiments on our chicken yes so why don't we start from <clears throat> excuse me sir yeah yeah oh, hello uh sorry is let me that... turn off my wtf podcast oh who's on uh yeah share yeah um so I couldn't help but notice <laughs> this might uh -huh. sound weird, but I yes. know I'm right. Um, would you be? Are you using Taco Bell fire sauce on our chicken? Um, no, right? <laughs> no, no. That's because if you were, we'd have to kick you out and ban you. Yeah, and and that's why. No, I'm I'm wearing this beer helmet. It's full of beer. It's not oh. fire sauce, actually. Okay, dripping from there. And I know it looks like that. I know it looks like that. I bit my tongue and a bunch of uh ac very accurate fires and i know there's a taco bell within the block um and you know i i wouldn't be that crazy person who would stop in the taco bell go inside the lobby and then go into the pollo loco lobby like i wouldn't be that type of person and you know and and you might be like 
yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have like an hour lunch like that to have that much time to do that. And you wouldn't be walking to get your steps in on Pokemon Go like that. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be that type of person to do that and go to two different Mexican place lobby. And yeah, this is not a Baja Blast freeze with me either. So, well, thank you. Um, I didn't think so. Have a great day and uh, appreciate you choosing Pollo Loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good we're good at that we are very good uh we're, we're finally how many we're almost 100 episodes i think noah and uh we're getting we we're, something we're finally getting our chemistry um oh you know what so. i do think we should go somewhere like nice yes. for our i have a few chicken tenders places that are quality luxury chicken tenders and, and we'll have Ooh. to check those out we're going top shelf first class baby um so any more thoughts, Noah, before we move on? No, you know, it's just one of those um, great institutions. I'm, I'm happy I got to finally do it. Um, you know, your uh, wife's Mexican-centric mentality is not going to stop me from enjoying a good piece of chicken. And maybe that's where I'll leave that. Yes, yes, Mexocentric. Yes. It's kind of like a oil. Yes. Mexocentric. You know, I think that's... Um... I've been thinking about that a lot lately. My wife will not try or any, she doesn't entertain Tex-Mex at all. And I'm actually, and mm. I actually really like Texas Mexican food a little bit. Uh, so um, anytime I can, I'm, I'm sneaking off and I'm having ch ch uh, Chubby's by myself, you know, or something Ooh, like that. I've um, never been to Chubby's either. Chubby's is famous for the burgers, aren't they? Yes. Also, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Maybe we do that sometimes. We should do. We should do Chubby's and uh, mm -hmm. have um, King of Longmont Comedy Ricky Ramos on the podcast. Fuck. Holy shit, that'd be awesome. He's definitely. He's got to love the Nuggets. There's no yeah. way he doesn't. There's no way he doesn't. Uh, and if you're listening this far in the podcast, you probably love the Nuggets. So thank you so much for hanging up. Shout out to El Pollo Loco, one of my favorite lunch spots now. Um, also, Noah, not that expensive at all. It was like a no. fast food uh, chicken totally. establishment. So um, totally. shout out to that. Um, now, to Noah, me. shout out to the uh, Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, keeping the lights on. Keeping our asses on the airlines. Um, now, Noah, brought to you by DraftKings. The NBA season is heating up. Miami heating up. And there are so many unknowns. You know, like we got... Uh, Nikola Jokic uh, MVP odds. We have the Nuggets uh, making the finals odds. Anything you would like to do. And when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line. Everyone knows what those are on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Uh, I've been doing this a lot with Nuggets games, actually, Noah. Um, I mm -hmm. bet the over on MPJ points in the first quarter and the unders on him scoring again in the game ever. 
Um, so that's been pretty good. Uh, good. That, that is our favorite part of the podcast, Noah. You've been moving around. Do you have the ad? I sure do. I have the ad in front of me. It's our favorite part of the podcast. It's called The Call to Action, and I'm going to tell you to download the app now. And the dra- we're talking about the DraftKings app. Um, when After you download the app now, sign up with promo code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only drafting sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, obviously. And we're back, already in progress. This is Chicken and the Nuggets. Um, You're saying something about the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, this is the section of the podcast where we talk about the basketball team out of Denver, Colorado. Um, Since we last talked, I'm not even sure when we last talked, Noah, but looking big picture, uh, Nuggets um, won two games against the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And then they lost a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on the end of the back-to-back. So um, overall, the month of December, pretty, very successful, I would say, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Looks like uh, two losses, three losses in there in the month of December. So very good. Um, Where do you want to start, Noah? You know, it's interesting. Uh, the Boston game, best win of the season probably so far. Um, I could talk a lot about that. And then I don't really want to talk about the Minnesota game too much where they lost uh, on a back-to-back and was not very good at all. And if I'm going to be totally honest on that Minnesota game, I felt sick last night. So I went to bed at 9 o'clock and didn't watch past the first half. So that that's my commentary on that game. Um I don't know where to start. Maybe start at the Celtics. I also have to say, in addition to the Nuggets having a great December, Nikola Jokic is also having an incredible December. We talked about it very casually on our last episode, the chances of Nikola Jokic winning his third straight MVP. And we actually talked about it uh, in detail about why both of us didn't think that that was possible. Um, And since that conversation, even a week, 10 days ago, um, the narrative has totally changed. So um, I don't know where do you want to start. You asked me, so now I'm I'm going to ask you. Maybe well, so, why don't we start? I do want to talk about Jokic real quick because um, it is interesting. I mean, I think we talked about the Phoenix game, you know, and how it was on national television, and that was. But I think that really did sway a lot of people already. And then, you know, he has he's always going to have the numbers to back him up. Seems like. Um, and now it's all about team success. So now that Nuggets are actually in first place for an extended period of time, it is helping his case quite a bit. Now, I do think uh, it is interesting. Um, you know, Bill Simmons got, I think, a little viral calling him Larry Bird, basically. But yeah. even though he's just talking about fun, <laughs> fun rating or whatever, or how fun they are. Well, that's watch, what he was. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't hear it, Bill Simmons did a uh, uh, starting five, the most fun team. It had nothing to do with um, skill or championships. It was just like who would be the most fun to all play with, and Nikola Jokic was that center. But that it, it's funny that that, you know, <laughs> Bill Simmons makes this joke about aggregators a lot or whatever, <laughs> and then that actually got aggregated where the quote of just him comparing it to Larry Bird became quite popular so you know there's gonna be a point where Jokic is so universally loved that he starts to get hated you know and and I don't think we're there yet but people do people do uh kind of zag on stuff like that you know 
they're definitely, I was just going to say, they're definitely a few, though, national commentators and analysts who make their whole thing being anti-Jokic, which, you know, there are commentators who do that for every single um, MVP caliber player. But like Nick Wright, dude, that fucking cocksucker. Um, <laughs> there was actually a guy I heard on The Ringer not too long ago um, that said, wasn't convinced Jokic was a great player. Anyway. Um, I do think he is getting to that point where he's been so good that now people don't know what to do. There are no more superlatives, so they're just defaulting to being like, all right, well, this is where he isn't good, which is... You know, yeah. yeah, and I do think um, it does even raise these expectations of a championship higher. Um, um, and I, I do really wish it happens for him more than ever <laughs> you know like it, it is like actually like all right this this is it this and and the celtics game watching the celtics game and in person it felt like all right this is the team if they were gonna do it this is kind of it um so i it, it is at the same time i like i love the talk because you know it also I feel like crushes any doubt about the last two MVPs too, right? Oh, for sure. The you fact know, that he's yeah. yeah, like doing better and getting better each year. And and so like that's kind of nice because nobody's saying like the first MVP was a fluke right now. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. it's kind of just like, oh no, he's definitely one of the best players. But now it is like a weird thing. I don't think the Nuggets have ever had. I mean, even with Carmelo Anthony, I don't feel like he had like like, oh, he needs a championship or else kind of mentality or anything. No, I, I, that 09 team, you know, 08, 09 definitely felt like a lost opportunity when we, yes. in, the, in the Lakers and, and that stack team we have. But like, to your point of the desire for one person to yeah. get to get the accolades that they so deserve and that they've gotten, but maybe haven't just reached that next level, you know, generational, a dude who's, you know, going to be on the books for decades. But um I, I, I'm with you, dude. I don't even want a championship for the city of Denver or myself. I just want him to get a championship and then retire. That would be amazing if he retired at 28 after winning two championships. I just saw a TikTok of when um, Andre 3000, right? I think Outcast won an award, or yeah. uh, and he came up and he just shook everybody's hand, uh, shook BB King's hand, and I was just like, "Thank you," and left. And I was like, "And I was That's like, awesome." Uh, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Have you, have you ever seen Joe Pesci's Oscar um, acceptance speech for Goodfellas? No, is it it's similar? almost the exact same thing, except it's way, way more benign. He goes up there and he says, "Thank you." Uh, uh, it was a privilege. I think he says it was a privilege, and then he leaves. He says, "No shit," three words. You should look it up. It's very, very oh yeah. Badass. So yeah. that's my kind of energy. And yeah, as much as I would never watch basketball again, and we would end the podcast immediately when Jokic retires, um, it would be pretty cool. And it honestly, I feel like I'd be cool with just like stopping at that point and just being like, I'm just yeah, more just of a casual. Jump off a bridge. Yeah, yeah. We, we... We're like those Argentinian fans, and we're just lighting <laughs> ourselves on fire out of joy. Yeah. But that is right. Uh, but so it, it is very interesting. I'm I still don't think a three peat happens. I, I know I I'm kind of I'm like uh uh tired of talking about it and I don't really care about it, but I don't think it happens. The, the NBA is in a weird spot where every night somebody's doing something fucking incredible. Um right. so I think like to him have this recognition is pretty cool, and I think in like a month nobody's gonna be 
have him even top three. Uh, I, I, I just, unless he keeps on doing amazing well, things too, but I just think the way the conversation goes, I think he's actually peaking early MVP wise, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, this is about the time when people start having an actual serious discussion about MVP. Um, yeah. and, uh, like, I mean, you know, like everything you said, he's, he's proven himself twice. And now that just really solidifies any, any bullshit people had about those first two. Um, and it, you know, for us as fans, it just makes it less stressful if we don't want to pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the last two seasons, uh, in addition to getting in the playoffs and getting a high seat, we were worried about, well, fuck is, is Jokic going to put up the numbers to edge pass and beat or, or Giannis, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And uh, not having that stress is is nice. And I also will have to say, I this is my true belief that regardless of the numbers Jokic puts up, if those other guys who are in the race, which we're talking Tatum, Luca, uh, Giannis, and Embiid, I'd say is a pretty good where we're at with the MVPs. Unless one of those guys gets injured or they all get injured for a long period of time, I don't think it matters the stats Jokic will put up. I do think it's going to be a narrative thing, and I think it's going to be voter fatigue, which we've talked about a lot, but it's um, I don't think yeah. it'll matter. I feel like voters have wanted to give it to Luca for a long time. Exactly. And, and he's only fourth in the West right now, so if, I mean, if the, if the Mavericks are like three, probably, I think that's good enough, because the Mavericks are not a good team <laughs> either, and I think it would be Luca just kind of going off. Um, I think it'll and, be that too. And, he's, he's, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. I was gonna say, and Nets are already two in the East, so like I think KD actually is oh, gonna yeah. have a big kind of yeah. push there. Um, but who knows? I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like next week, somebody's gonna score 80 points, yeah, and it's gonna be like Fucking, uh, crazy. Donovan Mitchell had 71 or 73, whatever the fuck last night, so he's yeah. on the MVP watch list now, of course. I know, um, and there's a world where the Cavs finish top two or something, or you know, exactly, and, and they dude. look good. Yeah. Like there's all these like scenarios, and I at some point the microscope's so on Jokic, and there's games like this Minnesota game where he'll he doesn't want to shoot at all, and he wants to just get ten assists and then sit, sit the fourth quarter, and then it's like not like that at all, and they lose, right? You know, so like I don't know, it's very interesting. Um, the Celtics game, Noah. Let's talk more about. Let's that. get into it. What yeah, do you what do you like specifically? Uh, what did you think coming out of that game? Uh, I thought rotation wise, this was the best rotation, and Malone's had all year. And it's funny because it's kind of without Jamal Murray. So kind I was of gonna different. say, and I agreed, man. <laughs> I was in throughout my mind throughout the game. I was like, wow, Bruce starting is a really good idea. And if we're not confident enough to play Jamal Murray, you know, and we're giving him rest on random, he should have played that game. I mean, it wasn't, um, we weren't on a back-to-back. It was first place versus first place. And obviously I don't, you know, I don't know nothing, but it seemed like that was a rest game because he went and played in Minnesota. Um, I was giddy. I mean, you and I were both in the stadium. We were in the ball, as it were, for Mm -hmm. this game. Um, Going into it, and I told you this, I was not excited. I spent $60 on nosebleed seats and I knew that, you know, 70, not 75, it probably half the stadium were going to be Boston fans. And I was going to be pissed the whole time because the Celtics are the best team in basketball and the Nuggets um, are a day-to-day team. Sometimes, you know, we beat the Celtics and lose to the Timberwolves, but we controlled that game from the beginning. Um, I don't think we trailed at all. Um, Jason Tatum 
despite putting up the numbers he puts up, shot like shit. Um, fucking Marcus Smart was absent. Derek White, who usually goes off against the Nuggets, and I was worried about that, was um, also uh, disappeared. Um, and I, I, it was such an incredible litmus test, and the fact that we controlled the game the whole time um, was really incredible. And yeah, without a doubt, the best game of the season. And and we'll look back at this as as you know a turning point for whatever may come. But I was so happy, and spe- and again, in fact, the fact it was not like you really a home crowd there were so many celtics fans there you could hear them you know yelling and screaming for their team um so it was a hard environment and and, uh again without jamal i saw them you know they put a jamal out 15 minutes before the game or whatever the fuck like they do and i thought that was it i thought we were going to get totally dicked on defensively offensively and it was going to be a mess so could best case scenario i'd say I feel this is the first game I think the Nuggets bench outscored the other team's bench too, which was kind of crazy for it to happen, you know. But I mean, we talked we talked about this like all year. Just this is the same Jokic Malone kind of mentality where they play down to the competition and they play up to the competition. So it, it's just kind of crazy to see though them kind of have the foot on the gas the entire game and. Um, I do. We have seen it when Jamal sat some games too. Um, yeah, the the more defensive minded lineup around Jokic, which is pretty much just like three and D guys around Jokic, is like right. so good and it and it's so awesome. And you know, not even uh, I think uh, you know Jamal did sit to play the Minnesota game. Um, you know, it is was a back to back issue, so they're they're planning these back to backs strategically. You know, um, you'd think though, you'd think though, you would put him on the front end of that back to back against the Celtics and not the Timberwolves, I, who are a struggling team. Yeah, I mean, I think the the my the mentality is probably that the Timberwolves is actually a division game and actually does mean yeah. more overall yeah. than the Celtics game and. You know, I'm not saying you're punting the Celtics game because obviously the Nuggets tried very hard to beat them and show the test. But if the Celtics won, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And no. um, I think the Celtics were favored too, weren't they? Well, they, I was going to say that was yeah. the expectation for sure. And uh-huh. certainly from me, and I'm a positive Nuggets fan more than a lot of these pigs online. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they're the best team in basketball, like by a pretty big margin. And they're in an East that is, not as competitive as the West right now, but is still very good. Um, and so, yeah, I could not have been happier about that. And again, you know, just controlling the game, not having one of these bullshit. Um, I was so worried about the third quarter. You know, we had an incredible first half, started pretty slow in the third, and then just ramped it right back up again. It was one of the best third quarter Nuggets games I've seen all year because we're so um, we so often lose our momentum in that time so it was just front to end really incredible performance and to be there you know yelling i was so disrespectful i texted you that i was really (laughs) disrespectful to all of the celtics fans around me and it it ruled so um just to reiterate to Jokic, a a 30 point uh 12 assists 12 rebounds just in control full control of the game and and i think um he it's just so apparent sometimes that he's just like the best player and he's he's not only being like the point guard or he's like a quarterback out there you know like he's calling plays he's he's throwing routes and i think it's just 
incredible to watch and and i can't honestly i can't believe it sometimes it, it's just like <laughs> in, incredible either. shit and now that it, it, it's almost like not even like oh i wonder if Jokic does well tonight it's like does anyone else hit the shots that that Jokic is getting them yeah. you know like it's more just on like oh let's see if mpj actually does stuff tonight or let's um you know aaron gordon's been amazing all year but mm-hmm. it's just also just like well let's see if he keeps on attacking and and yeah. dunking and um let's see if know. bones can not hold the ball for 20 of the 24 seconds He's been, right, he yes. had a he's had a good few games like in the yes. last week, but he was really really pissing me off uh, for a little bit um, when he was running that offense, which you yeah. and I both talked about is not uh, something he can do yet. I just you know there was that weird thing I think during his rookie year where that he just doesn't know the plays that was a rumor or something, <laughs> and and I don't know if it's that much better really. Like I think well, no, it, yeah, we were talking about he he. he refuses to use the Jokic screen, which is just a pretty yes. inexplicable thing in what has sort of become the most uh, deadly move uh, in the NBA, a Jokic K- screen. KCP was on the Nuggets for 15 minutes and figured out how to use a Jokic screen to get any mid-range jump <laughs> shot he wants. And then the Bo, and become I, and the KCP is a veteran shooter. and knows yeah. how to play basketball. But yes, Bones like literally will not run the correct direction and would rather like keep the small guy on him and try to juke him out than try to get the big on him. And uh, to be fair, since we last talked about Bones, it's right. a couple great games actually, <laughs> really great games. But I watching him yes. unless it, it has to go in because I'm such a fucking yes. nervous wreck. Uh, especially in that Celtics game, you know, he was um, kind of, he was sort of taking that Bruce Brown, not defensively, but just like off the bench kind of. And um, he loves to hold the ball, not even ISO, dude, but just like fucking around. And um, when it goes in, then he looks like a god. But when it doesn't, it, it's just time wasting and a lost possession. You know, Bones has like, a little bit of like that Faku thing too, where he mm. makes opposing teams so pissed that it kind of works yeah. when he's hitting shots and like going back and forth with them. But when he's not missing shots, it's like just a guy who's getting beat defensively and uh, gets shit talked. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah, it is. And then he's also, like yeah. also complaining to the refs more than he should and just other things. Um, but we love Bones. I think he's shooting above 40%. I think the Nuggets have something crazy, like four yeah. or five players that are all shooting 40% or above from three. Um, Vlatko in the last few weeks has been our best three-point shooter. Yeah. Which is just crazy and awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what else about uh, – I didn't mean to go you, on a Bones tangent, by the way. That was – No, no, it's fine. I like it. Um, it's, it's funny, the Vlatko thing. Because you see his quote about like people talking shit about the bench. It's like people don't talk shit. They just like show the stats of the bench. You know, like people are like being like not recognizing that the bench is doing well. It's like who went one of 10 last night. He's like, what the fuck? You're talking shit. Yeah. That was what (laughs) happened in the game. He just put it without any sort of commentary or narrative, a stat. Um, We miss him and we love him and we hope he's doing well. Yes. in serbia i i did want to i don't know if you had another thing no go ahead um i had one just quick some trade uh, trade stuff yes um, we if can there's do anything that. around i wrote two things down wait before we do that work. real quick yes could, fine could I, sorry i just want to talk about 
since you didn't watch the uh, last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, watch the first half. Yeah. Look, we we I try to give Malone the benefit of the doubt uh, with not playing rookies, um, but. Christian Braun was plus seven in the Celtics game and was so good. That rundown against uh, Jason Tatum, Tatum probably yeah. saved the game for them. Um, and then to like play him two minutes in this Minnesota Timberwolves game where everyone Jokic would have like just let him play his position for, you know, like <laughs> I, nobody wanted to play that game except Christian Braun. And, and it's, I don't know. I just can't even defend that anymore. Like it, he should be first guy up three minutes. He was plus three. Um, Bones Highland played 22 minutes, negative 15 off the bench against the Timberwolves. Uh, Vlaco and Bruce Brown were both negative seven. Zeke actually was zero. So that's actually pretty fine for Zeke. But um uh, those plus minuses also don't always tell the full story. Bruce will have a lot of games with minus well, yeah. uh, numbers and um, it doesn't reflect on how he played, but that is not, that doesn't, that is not good. in the fact that Christian Brown has that, those numbers and they're not utilizing it. I don't know, dude. I mean, if I'm going to be a devil's advocate real quick, yes. I would say maybe he sees something we don't in a good way. Maybe he's trying to incubate his talent. I mean, how long did it take Blocko to get any sort of playing time? Um, I'll tell you three and a half years, almost <laughs> <Yes>. four years. <laughs> That's the answer to that. So yes, maybe sir. we'll see in four years, Christian Brown come and play 20 minutes every single game. And at the same token credit where credits due, he's playing Zeke instead of uh, Deandre Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, finally had to do that. DeAndre Jordan seems to be fine with it because he doesn't want to run. Um, but uh, other than that. So, all right. Yeah, let's get to trades before we get out of here, Noah. Um, Nuggets uh, probably have a move. They don't have a lot of flexibility, but they're going to make a move probably. What are, you, what are you looking at, Nuggets, trade, so, or Noah, trade-wise? During uh, work today, uh, I went on the ESPN trade machine, which I've dabbled with in the past, but have never been able to make it work. Um, in terms of trades I want. And I and this is more of just a fun thing and not something that could, I don't think could happen. But I I did the trade and it worked. It was Jeff Green, Zeke Naji, and Peyton Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a straight up for Alex Caruso. And the Bulls are out, are not going to win a championship, maybe out of the playoffs. Alex Caruso is a really good player, has a, what is it? Let me see. Nine million. So he's on a, a decent contract. Um, I don't, I mean, and that would be a defensive move. Yes. Um, so I'd like that trade, Noah. I do think that kind of like has this, uh, too many guards situation, right? Because him and Bruce Brown sort of, um, kind of do. Yeah. And then you would have to like, yeah, look to moving one of them instead of maybe probably Jeff Green, because I feel like they don't take Jeff Green. <laughs> right. Like no, he I did, think so. He doesn't make enough money to be like a cap hit for him. Um yeah. but yes, I do think Caruso on the Nuggets is a, a great fit. And kind of the same kind of guys we're talking about that like, yeah, Malone would like start him if he needs to for sure and and put him around Jokic and yeah. uh just have him defend perimeter. Um yeah, okay. And I, I think your point to the too many guards is is kind of the biggest thing. Um but so yeah, my other I, one, I like mm-hmm. my other one was this is um, 
to actually totally solidify the backup five position, which we've been talking about the entire season. And that's to get Kelly Olynyk from the Jazz, who has had a career season. Um, I don't know where the Jazz are right now. It's probably I don't know if it's a move they so would, but they are already tenth. But yeah, in division, okay. little iffy probably maybe. Not. But yeah, maybe not. Um, I think being nineteen and twenty already, actually, they might blow it up here soon. They so. might. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a blip at the beginning of the year. All right. Well, those were my two. Do you have the trade machine for Kelly Olenek? Didn't do the trade machine for now. Didn't do Olenek trade machine. I just don't know how much uh, Kelly Olenek makes. He makes a ton. I think 13 or maybe 15. He's one of the high. He's like the fourth most paid. I had it up for a second. I don't have it anymore. He makes plenty. (laughs) More than Caruso. All right. My idea stays the same, Noah. And I'm going to be talking about this every week until it happens. And... This has been coming up in various forms. Jakob Hodel. Jakob Hodel, Noah. Hodel. And you know why I've heard about it? Because he, the Nuggets have a trade exception, which is exactly the uh, uh, the how much Jakob Hodel oh. makes. It's oh, $9,300. Word. That's the trade exception available from the Monte Morris trade. So uh, they could just take him on. So if if the Spurs really are fire sailing and just take some future picks from the Nuggets, they can get Jakob Podol and just add him to the team. As and he would be the backup five. He would be the backup five and probably yes, exactly. the best backup five in oh, the league. Dude. And he would play exactly Jokic's style, which mm-hmm. is and then so at least the bench could have some sort of identity that isn't just Bones isoing. And I didn't even talk about this because I'm still kind of so out on Bones and Jamal together. I don't know (laughs) why that's the main bench. It feels like wasting Jamal's, like, time on the court, too. Like, I don't know. I just, I really don't like it. And if if they're hitting shots, it works. But I just really don't like it. So I think Jakob Poto, you put him in there. Um, He's the best backup. He plays similar to Jokic. Um, I kind of think... It there there's whispers. I think it might actually happen too. I think I that is a really good one. I like that a lot. I do think um Jakob Pertle is one of the higher rated uh free agents or at least guys who is gonna probably be moved. Yes. And that is a, the, there is a market for him for sure. Yeah, right. yeah. And you talk about division at the very least conference. I I don't well, the Spurs are the Spurs, so they're kind of in their place. I they're probably not really worried too much about giving uh, a star to another team just because it it doesn't matter to them. But um, yeah, he's still on the Spurs, isn't he? No. Huh? Is he still on the Spurs? He's still on the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. She's going to sound like an idiot. No, um, you're right. You're correct. Did you do this on the trade machine? Or no, you just figured out with the exception. The trade I just exception. know about the trade exception, but yes. Awesome. Um, and then we have another one for Jermichael Green too. Yes. Yeah. So we have kind of a couple things. We don't have a lot of draft capital left, mm. um, which is the issue. Um, but, you know, I don't know. So what about this? Noah? Our assets, our assets are on the team now. I mean, you could. Yes. Like I said, I put I put both Peyton Watson and Zeke. Who are, uh, we haven't really we haven't I have no idea what Peyton Watson's potential is. But um, and this goes back to our 
many conversations about the depth of this team, which is just really exciting. Well, Nuggets are on win now. And like, um, so like KCP, for example, you know, he has way more value with the Nuggets than any other team right now, for sure. But um, let me ask you how, how do you, you're, I don't think you're going to like this, but how do you feel about a Kyle Kuzma? Oh yeah, you were right. I don't like it. Yes. uh, Because I kind of love it. Um, he's mm-hmm. 13 million, which is a lot. That's a but, lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Or let me ask you this. If, yes. if it was Kyle Kuzma for 13 or Alex Caruso for nine. Yes. Then you're probably doing Caruso. Mm-hmm. The only thing for me, I don't know. I might, cause if you get Caruso, Christian Brown's not playing probably. Um, yeah. I and, mean, my thing worked out. My thing worked out. I maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, to your point, how much is he playing already? So, uh, yeah, uh, maybe that's a just ending the season kind of thing. But I mean, I I do like the Caruso idea. Um, if if you can, I mean, yeah, you can play like a Christian Brown a three. I just don't know if Malone would do it. Um, but yeah, I don't like Kuzma. I don't think I, I'm not a fan of that for no other reason that I don't like him. <laughs> okay, he's been cool. playing really well this year. I just want. I think uh, Kuzma, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, we'd have all the fuckboys in the league. And oh, my God. It'd be like Jokic and the fuckboys. So, uh, yeah, I that would... sounds cool. Way better than the thuggets. <laughs> Way better. Just uh, barely, I don't know, whatever. All right. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we go? Nothing, dude. It's very, it's a nice, it's a great time to be a Nuggets fan. Uh, it's a great time to be a Nuggets fan. Nothing really. Um, uh, New Year's resolutions, and I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. Yep. Come, uh, we're doing uh, 50 First Jokes on Saturday. I don't know if you Yes. Can if you're listening to this right now, uh, 50 right. First Jokes on Saturday. Um, Saturday. Saturday. It's the 7th. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. At the Bug Theater. So come see yeah. that. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at NuggetsPod and on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. My name is Jake Brupp. That's Noah Reynolds uh, joining us every week as he does Rocky uh, silent the whole episode. Um, but Take it away, Rocky. Rocky. <laughs>